Welcome to the Small Ball Podcast. Welcome back to the Small Ball Podcast. Welcome back to the Small Ball Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Small Ball Podcast, brought to you by Showcase Sports Media. I'm your host, Matt Gregory, and today we have a very special guest, Elijah Cornejo from Showcase Sports Media, host of the Showcase Sports Show. Elijah, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Matt. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited for this opportunity. Yeah, man. We had a great time covering the Senior Bowl this last week, and we actually put a couple episodes of the Showcase Sports Show out featuring me talking about football breaking down the Senior Bowl. It was a fantastic time down in Mobile, Alabama. Elijah, tell them a little bit about the Senior Bowl and what we did there. Yeah, absolutely. We got a great opportunity to head down to Mobile and, you know, scout some players, be able to interview some players. You know, we got to interview guys like Mac Jones, Kadarius Tony, some awesome athletes uh, down there, some super high draft picks probably in this upcoming 2021 NFL draft. If you guys are interested in any of that Senior Bowl coverage, head over to the Showcase Sports Show. We have all of those interviews on tap. Yeah, be sure to check out the Showcase Sports Show on Spotify. We're doing fantastic things over here at Showcase Sports Media. But let's hop into baseball. First, I'm going to kind of reference the smaller signings here, smaller deals. Uh, The Cubs, they signed Jock Peterson. And, you know, as a Cubs fan, I was kind of upset when we cut Schwarber. But what we did is we essentially traded Kyle Schwarber for Jock Peterson and Trevor Williams. And I'll take that trade 10 times out of 10. All right, but we got to hop into the big stuff here. We had a big Nolan Arenado trade, and we got Elijah here. He's a Rockies fan, but he's also a baseball mind. Elijah, tell me what you're thinking about that so far. Well, to be honest with you, you know, I'm from Denver, Colorado, so born and raised a Rockies guy, been to a bunch of games all my life, watched every play of Nolan Arenado's career in Denver. Um, first of all, I think my first motion is sadness, and, you know, this was truly the darkest day in Colorado Rockies history. It wasn't when we got swept by the Red Sox in the World Series. It wasn't the fact that we've never won a division title. It's the fact that we traded the single greatest player in Colorado Rockies franchise history for pretty much a bag of bones. And not to mention we included $50 million along with it. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Arenado's career stats, he's got 39.1 career war. In 4,000 at-bats, he has over 1,200 hits, 235 home runs, and a 293 batting average. And the crazy thing is his offensive game isn't even the best part of his game. Nolan's a five-time All-Star with an eight-time gold glover, and he's won a couple platinum gloves. He's a four-time silver slugger. And this guy just goes out and he does it. He competes. He's a great guy. I had the chance of meeting him last year when GCU played Oklahoma State. Nolan's a guy you want on your side, and to trade him for a bag of chips and give up $50 million in the process is just so sad. And it's the saddest part, too, because a lot of times with these small market clubs like you know the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, the Colorado Rockies, Kansas City Royals, these teams like that, you see a lot of the stars want to leave. You know, Nolan wanted to stay in Colorado, and that's just why this whole thing is just such a shame because I do not believe that the Rockies made this trade to better the club, um, even in the long-distance future. I, I do not see that whatsoever. I see this as a strictly financial and a, a clubhouse move because I feel like between um, Arenado and Jeff Burdick, the GM, kind of you know butting heads, Someone had to go, and it was left up to ownership, I believe, to choose. Are you going to take Britic, the GM who has done nothing but blow signings? Uh, you know, we had Wade Davis, Brian Shaw. Uh, I mean, Daniel Murphy was okay, but essentially we traded Daniel Murphy for DJ LeMahieu, which obviously is not, um, you know, a good move by either. So, uh, you know, I've seen nothing out of Britic that would make me want to keep him around instead of the, the greatest player in franchise history, but, you know, that's what they did. Yeah, it's honestly kind of sad because Nolan, like you said, he wanted to stay in Colorado. He loved it there. 
And there's no comparison to the Francisco Lindor trade. Lindor was going to be a free agent after next offseason, and the odds of him staying in Cleveland, a small market, when he's a big market player, you know, he's just got that big market attitude. It wasn't going to happen. But the thing about Nolan is he wanted to be there, and the reason that they traded him, in my opinion, is because he was going to take his contract. I absolutely 1,000% agree with you. You couldn't have said it better yourself. It's, it's truly a contractual issue, the fact that he has an opt-out after this year, but he wasn't going to take it because why would he? Why would he leave all that money on the table? You know, I sure wouldn't. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he had $199 million left on his deal, so how are you going to turn that down? You know, he's, he's not going to get cut and go play um, somewhere for more money. He's not going to get a bigger deal. So why wouldn't he? So, you know, it, it really was a fearful move from the Colorado Rockies. that, And it really just showed me that they don't care about winning. They don't really care about putting a good product on the field. Uh, and not even just for this current 2021 ball club, but for the foreseeable future as well. Yeah, like looking back, like I said, the Cardinals got the best third baseman in baseball. Quote me on it. My positional rankings came out a previous week, and it was... And it was unanimous. Nolan is by far the best third baseman in baseball. And one thing I'm kind of happy for him is the Coors Field effect, whatever you want to say about that, is no longer going to be tied to his name. What's been proven is it's actually harder to hit outside of Coors after the fact because the ball breaks differently everywhere else. It's not just that the ball flies better there. Pitchers' curveballs break more. Pitchers have a lot of struggle pitching there, not just because people hit home runs there. It's also because the ball breaks differently. Uh, Your fastball may have more tail on it there. And... For Nolan, I'm kind of happy because now I feel like he's going to be in the Hall of Fame and there's not going to be a question. I absolutely 100% agree. I think this was the best thing for Nolan and for his career. I'm really excited for him to be able to go there and have a chance to win. He's going to have a chance to win, and you know what? He said it best himself. I'm paraphrasing here uh, with one of his quotes, but uh, a while ago he was asked if he wants to stay in Colorado, and he said, of course, I want to stay in Colorado and I want to win here. But if we're not winning here, I want out because uh, winning a World Series is more important to me than hanging my jersey in the rafters after I'm, uh, my career's done. So, you know, again, that was paraphrasing Nolan. but um, And I, I totally believe that. And you know what? I think with him going to St. Louis, there's enough time in his career that he's probably going to put down a tremendous rest of his career with the Cardinals. And when it's all said and done, I believe he'll be wearing a St. Louis Cardinals ball cap in the bu- or on his bust in the Hall of Fame. So it's a real shame. The Rockies really blew it here. Uh, and you know what? It's not even like we got a whole lot in return. We didn't get any of their top five prospects, um, which is just a damn shame. And no top 100 prospect, I believe, in the MLB. Um, and you know what? We also paid a fourth of his contract. Uh, as we shipped him out. So that was pretty embarrassing as a Rockies fan and as a supporter of that ball club. Yeah, and looking back as a baseball fan, that kind of just tells you what COVID has done to the market of baseball. Obviously, the Rockies are a small market, but anytime you can get your hands on a talent like Nolan Arenado at the age that he's at, you want to keep that guy. And the fact that he got traded for basically nothing kind of makes me, as a Cubs fan, feel a little bit better about the Darvish move. You know, Darvish got moved for five prospects and a serviceable starting pitcher, you know? Zach Davies has been a guy who's shown inconsistencies, but so is Darvish. I'm not saying Davies is going to go down as a better pitcher than Darvish, but at the end of the day, we got something back. I really don't see what the Cardinals are going to get in Major League readiness that's going to help them. I mean, what, Matt Carpenter? Are you guys going to take on Matt Carpenter's contract and a ton of prospects? I just feel like that doesn't help you guys at all. I, I'm 100% with you. And like I said, you know, none of the top prospects were involved. So even if we're trading for prospects, these prospects have to develop into something. And you know what? I like I've seen this story before, okay? They did it with Matt Holiday. 
The Rockies did the exact same thing when they sent Matt Holliday to Oakland. Uh, but that was a little bit different. He was going to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, He didn't want to be here, and I don't blame him. He inevitably ended up in St. Louis as well. But we ended up getting Carlos Gonzalez out of that deal. Yeah. Uh, and you know, he was a hot prospect at that time. We didn't even get that. So you're telling me that we got a less, uh, less of a package for a player that's far better than Matt Holliday ever was. And I, I'm a big Matt Holliday guy. He's far better than Matt Holliday ever was. And he, his contract situation was far more team-friendly. Because you know what? Holliday had one year left on his deal that was going to expire and he was going to leave. Nolan had a few more years and he was locked in and wanted to stay and be a part of the team. you know, And he wanted to change the culture there. So you know what? It, it's just really, again... To win with the Colorado Rockies in the next 10 years, I think he needed Nolan Arenado. Yeah, and you look at what the Dodgers traded for Machado a couple years ago, and they got way more back for half a season of a guy that's not half the player that Nolan is. You know, Machado was looked at as a head case. Nolan's not a head case. Nolan's a great guy, like I said. He goes to the ballpark, he gets his stuff done. He goes, he works with the younger guys. And, you know, you're just not getting that anymore. You're going to lose the most valuable piece of your clubhouse, too. Exactly. He's nothing but a leader. He's such a great pro. You know what? He absolutely butted heads with Brittick, and I don't blame him at all. I probably would have too. But you know what? He never once ever trashed him to the media. The only thing he ever said to the media is that he wants to win. And why is a guy not allowed to say that? Why does Brittick get his panties in a wad over that? You know, like why is that a huge issue? I don't understand. It's just a real shame that ownership decided to take Brittick over Arenado. Yeah, talking about Brittick, do you think the Rockies need new ownership? That's quite a loaded question. Um, I think I've met Dick Monfort before. Uh, him and I have somewhat of a relationship, actually. And you know what? He's a good guy. He And he does care about the product that he does put on the field. I do believe that. But I think his loyalty at times is a blessing and a curse. Okay. Because you know what? I, I've seen it. Because you know what? We've seen this story before with Dan O'Dowd, our previous general manager. That guy never – he put together three winnings – or I'm sorry – three playoff teams out of 15 years, okay? And somehow, like, that was a standard that was okay by the Colorado Rockies. And he never, ever wanted to fire O'Dowd because he just saw that as, you know, a serviceable GM. And I'm seeing the same exact thing here with Riddick, okay? Riddick has done nothing to show that he belongs to stay, uh, but he's going to stick around. And and that's on Monfort because I believe he's too loyal to his management. Um, But you know what? I just think that he needs to learn, and if he's not going to learn and start caring more and more about the – product he needs to leave yeah and that's the thing you go into it a lot of times and with the Cubs Theo Epstein leaving was because the management didn't want to give him money the Ricketts family was like you know what we can't give you any more money we gave you everything we had we need to pull back when you're in the third largest market in baseball so you saying that the problem isn't the ownership that it's the general manager that speaks volumes to where the Rockies organization is and that Britic needs to be gone because if there's a guy like that in that position and he's not willing to do everything it takes to win then you, he doesn't belong in baseball anymore because winning is what matters most. You can hang banners. You can't hang prospects jerseys. You know, your minor league team, congratulations. You won a minor league World Series. I'd rather make the playoffs 10 times out of 10 than make the minor league World Series. You're spot on, Matt. Maybe you should even be the next general manager of the Colorado Rockies because it's obvious Britt can't get it together. And I, don't, I really don't think Monfort is going to make the move to get him out of there, unfortunately. Or also, you know what, I think it would have been done now. So, you know, I think we're stuck with him for another at least three to five years. I mean, I mean, Dan O'Dowd was around for 15 years, and he only had three winning seasons. So, you know, how, how is that an acceptable standard? I'm not sure. That, that just comes down to ownership. Yeah, it's kind of sad that that's the case. Uh, what's your favorite Nolan memory? 
Oh man, there are so many. I could, but his all, all of his fielding, it is just so unbelievable. Like I remember he had a game, man, it may have been in 2016 or so. Uh, we were playing in San Francisco, and there was a foul ball hit, and it was in the stands, and he went full sail, Derek Jeter, over the tarp and into the crowd to catch it, and he made a heck of a play. Uh, and so that's up there for me, but I think my number one favorite memory from Nolan, and I'm sure every Rockies fan will tell you the same thing, is on Father's Day in 2017. He, uh, you know, we were wearing these really cool white jerseys with blue, blue letters on them, and um, Nolan went and hit for the cycle, and he hit a home run to finish off the cycle, but not only was it to finish off the cycle, it was to win the ball game. It was a clutch, uh, you know, game-winning walk-off home run, and so, yeah, for me, definitely that was my favorite Nolan memory. Yeah, and going back on the first story you told about, a guy that, like, diving into the stands, when you're a superstar, your health is always in your head. But obviously that didn't matter to Nolan. Nolan cared more about getting that out for his pitcher, who may have been having a rough day. I've watched the Rockies enough to know that pitching isn't your most important thing. You guys don't really value it too much. Old relievers, you love those. Starting pitchers, not so much. So being that kind of teammate, a guy that knows he's a superstar and is still willing to go and dive in the stands, risk injury for his teammate, that's a fantastic trait to have. Well, and I think that's just something that I would tell Cardinals fans when they ask, what are they getting with Nolan Arenado? That's exactly who he's getting. He had a super bum shoulder all of last year, and that's why his numbers dropped by, you know, his batting average dropped by 20 points. Um, And look for that to go up this year, but he's a guy who always plays through injury. He's incredibly tough, uh, and he's a leader, and he's a hell of a ball player. So, you know what, if I'm the St. Louis Cardinals, um, I'm ecstatic. And you know what, I feel like if this... Uh, was to be a trade on MLB The Show, the video game, it would have been rejected. Oh, I really yeah. feel like it would have been heavily rejected, that the Rockies would have had no interest. Uh, it, the trade was that lopsided, in my opinion. Well, and even personally, when I saw the trade, I texted Elijah. I was like, hey, you guys just traded Arenado. I was like, I'm so sorry you traded Arenado. But the most insane part about it was, I was like, you're getting Gomber, you're getting Gorman. The fact that they got neither of those guys, man... I really hope the Cardinals took the Rockies out to dinner first because they just absolutely destroyed them with that trade. It's honestly not even fair. It's not even fair the fact that uh, of you know what we got in return, but the fact that we paid a fourth of his contract, fifty million dollars, we gift wrapped them like that is so ridiculous. We want to talk about struggling for finances and with COVID, we're already a small market team. Why in the world are we trading them $50 million to take it? Like, that is so outrageous and so blasphemous and so idiotic. I can't even handle the fact of that. Yeah, Nolan Arenado's a guy that brings in money. It's not like Arenado's a guy that's on a bad contract or he's like a quiet star. No, this is a guy that every Rockies fans knows. I went and bought a Nolan Arenado jersey because I love the guy. I love what he did in Colorado. It's kind of insane that you would trade a guy that brings in that much money. It's almost like the Cubs right now. I'm bringing it back there. Javier Baez is not going to get traded. People are talking about trade rumors. You know the name that has never come up, Javier Baez. You want to know why? Because he sells jerseys. I'm actually wearing a Javi jersey right now. Arenado was that guy for the Rockies. He was the guy that brings in jersey sales. He's the guy that brings people to the ballpark. I know people aren't really going right now, but that's just still absolutely insane that that trade was made for that little. Well, I agree. And it's not even the, the fact that he sells jerseys or he's a hell of a player and he's the best third baseman in the league. He is truly the complete package. When you trade for Nolan Arenado, you get, yes, the best third baseman in the league, okay? But you also get, and you also get a guy that sells jerseys, but you also get someone who is a tremendous leader, a tremendous pro, a good person in the community, a good person 
for the culture of your team, okay, someone that wants to win and someone that will put everything on the line to win. That's exactly who you get with Nolan Arenado. And you know what? Like with guys like when Machado got traded, okay, like a lot of a lot of people want to, um, you know, compare the two trades. Machado was way different because Machado, I hate to say it, he's kind of a head case. And he's a loser. He, he, he is. He he doesn't want to win as bad as Nolan, but the thing is, is Nolan has no blemish on any part of his game, any part of his character, on anything. There's nothing wrong with Nolan Arenado, and that's the most frustrating part for me. So next, maybe this trade was made, you know, maybe because you want to re-sign Trevor Story. Do you think you're re-signing Story, or do you think you're trading him? Um, this is a tricky question because I think they're going to re-sign him, and I believe something will end up inevitable that'll happen just like this, where we'll end up he won't end up playing his entire deal through us. Uh, but if I'm the Rockies, I would trade Trevor Story now. And you know what? I love Story, and I want him obviously to be a part of our ball club. But there's no point in having him now because you know what? We're not going to win a World Series because of Trevor Story. You know, I mean, it was tough to do. We couldn't even make the playoffs with Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story. So how are we going to just be good enough with Trevor Story, right? So unless we're going to get more, uh, you know, higher named guys and things like that, there's no point in wasting Trevor Story's career in a Colorado Rockies uniform. We might as well trade him now and at least try to get a bigger haul with some, uh, you know, higher ranking prospects. Well, and it's not like the Rockies' offense is completely depleted, but there definitely is a huge hole in it now. There's still guys like Charlie Blackman and the saviors of the Rockies organization, Rymel Tapia, Sam Hilliard, and Ian Desmond. Don't worry, these guys will save the Rockies, right? Well, here, you know what? Ian Desmond is the perfect example of why Brittick should be fired. He brought him in on a ginormous deal. You want to talk about a guy that I would pay $50 million to get him off the team and get that guy's salary off the books? Ian Desmond. That, that guy should have been gone before Nolan. But you know what? This is why Nolan wanted, you know, why he wanted to go to the Cardinals. He didn't want to leave Denver. He wanted to win in Denver. But like he said himself, if you're not winning, he wanted out. So I don't blame him whatsoever, and I'm really happy for him. Yeah, what kind of moves do you think the Rockies are going to make going forward? Like, what's their next big move? Is it going to be bringing someone in? Uh, there's a couple third basemen on the market. I mean, Chris Bryant's on the market as a trade candidate. Do you trade for him? What are you guys going to do? Uh, I don't believe so. I don't think they're going to make any big moves. I think it's going to be kind of another slow offseason for the Rockies. I think, honestly, the biggest move of the entire offseason is going to be making Brendan Rodgers a part of the club, uh, the major league club, consistently, instead of kind of dropping him down, up and down like he was last year. Um, I really do believe he's going to become a starter on this team. Yeah, Brennan Rodgers is one of the guys I've gotten to watch. I was really high on him uh, coming out of the draft. He looks really good. You know, he's had a couple injury issues. He's been a little inconsistent at the plate. But if you give him a full year, I really think he could come out and he could be a good player for you guys. Yeah, we're really hoping that he turns into what he's supposed to be. Um, he hasn't been quite all the hype quite yet. Uh, but you know what? He's so young. I, I mean, he's so young. So he's got a lot of uh, room to grow. Um, I mean, I remember when DJ LeMahieu first came up and he didn't look all that great either. And now look at him. You know, he just got a huge contract with the, the Yankees. So, um, yeah, I have a lot of hope for Brendan Rodgers, and I really hope he can be the next face of the franchise. So what would you personally do going forward as the Rockies GM? What's your next move? Uh, I think that would be to trade Trevor Story. Okay. And, and because now that I think we've gotten rid of Arenado, um, you know, Blackman is not getting any younger. He's 35 years old. So uh, it's not like there's a championship window any longer. Um, I, I believe that we're going to need to go into a full rebuild mode and, uh, you know, kind of whack anybody that can we can get anything out of. What would you have taken as, like, what would your trade for Arenado have been if you had to make a trade with him to the Cardinals? Who would you have wanted back? Well, I definitely would have included 
uh, the top two prospects that, you know, Gorman... And Gomber. Yeah, Gorman and Gomber. Yeah, I, I definitely would have included the two of those. Um, and, you know, maybe gotten back a vet like Matt Carpenter to be able to fill that... Uh, not fill the role of Arenado because obviously those shoes are too big to fill, but at least be a serviceable third baseman. So um, I would have at least had probably those three pieces be the centerpieces, maybe added, uh, you know, another lower-ranking prospect or two. All right. So what is your thought on the Cardinals after this move? You know, they're in a really weak division. Uh, this is the first big move that anybody in the NL Central has made. What are your thoughts on the Cardinals? If you look at their infield now, I know they have a hole at second base, but they could still bring back Colton Wong. They've got Paul Goldschmidt at first. They've got Paul DeYoung, a very underrated shortstop at short. And they've got Nolan Arenado at third. They've got Dexter Fowler, Harrison Bader, and a guy like Tommy Edmond who could fill that hole at second base, but he's also kind of an outfielder. You had Dexter Fowler. They've got a lot of depth on this team. A lot of bats. You know, they brought back Adam Wainwright. Carlos Martinez is looking to have another bounce back year. He's, I feel like I've been saying that every other year with that guy. But the Cardinals, you know, they look pretty good. Um, with this trade, they kind of look like the front runners to win the division. E, what do you think about the Cardinals? Absolutely. I think I'm with you on that. They have the best corners in baseball, and it's really honestly not close. Um, a guy I'm also really high on is Jack Flaherty. Uh, yeah. He's one of my favorite pitchers in the league. Uh, so, yeah, I, I really think the Cardinals are going to be in a good place. And Nolan is definitely, I think, going to be that piece to at least take them into a contending spot. Um, because, you know what, you need those big bats in September. And he's going to be sitting right there at the four hole, and it is going to be beautiful. Yeah, Jack Flaherty, guy that I am very high on on Twitter. His Twitter is hilarious. Uh, as a pitcher, you know, he really had a rough year last year. I'm definitely not going to judge him off that because it was a 60-game season. You know, some guys take some time to get going. He's a very good pitcher. You know, he showed a really promising 2019. He was 11-8 with a 2.70 RA, I believe. Really good, really good pitcher. They got a lot of guys on the up-and-coming. They still got, they still have Gorman. They still have Gomber. They still have Alex Reyes, who hasn't really shown his MLB potential. This Cardinals team's going to be dangerous, and I definitely do see them winning the Central now. I, I'm with you. I think, honestly, there's it's not going to be much of a fight to win the Central, uh, you know, especially with the Cubs kind of unloading a lot of their talent right now. Uh, and I don't I, the Brewers are still kind of a mystery to me. I, I really don't think they're going to be very good uh, once again. So, yeah, I think this is kind of the Cardinals' division to lose. Yeah. All right, Elijah, any closing thoughts as a Rockies fan, if you still are one? Well, I uh, can't say I am. I mean, I always have a soft spot in my heart for him, but I'll definitely be rooting for Nolan uh, to succeed in St. Louis. So, uh, real bummer. Be praying for the entire fan base of the Colorado Rockies. It's tough. But, hey, at least we have the, the Colorado Avalanche and the Denver Nuggets. So. Yeah. Elijah, any closing thoughts about Showcase? Anything you want to share with the people before I let you go? Yeah, absolutely, guys. If you guys want to check out our website, Showcase Sports Media, we're producing all kinds of really cool journalism articles. Uh, and also we have a really great merch shop on there with some cool stuff. We got Ken Griffey T-shirts. Um, you know, if you guys are into football and basketball, we have some really cool Michael Jordan, LeBron, Tom Brady stuff on there, Tiger Woods, some awesome merch. So go ahead and check that out. Again, showcasesportsmedia.com. Yeah, and don't forget to use promo code MattyIce at checkout, especially if you're copying my favorite thing on the merch shop, small ball podcast stickers, hoodies, T-shirts, all of it. Absolutely. We have all of the podcast gear from all of our other Showcase podcasts as well. Uh, so absolutely, show some support and go check that out on our website. Yeah, and once again, make sure you check out the Showcase Sports Show. We did some fantastic episodes down this last week at the Senior Bowl. Great content. If you love football, you'll love the Showcase Sports Show. They cover all sports. But football this week was definitely the specialty. Absolutely. Well, Matt, thanks for having me on. I had a great time to talk about Nolan, and uh, yeah. All right, that was awesome having Elijah. Now hopping into the Jock Peterson signing with the Chicago Cubs. 
I was on Baseball Reference, and I had been making the comparison between Schwarber and Peterson for the last couple years. And I went in and I deep-dived into their stats, and they are the exact same player, basically. If you look at Jock Peterson's career, he has a 10.6 career war, which is notably higher. 2,000 at-bats, 496 hits, 130 home runs, a 230 career average, 345 runs, 303 RBIs, and 17 stolen bases. Now you move over to Schwarber, 5.4 career war, 1,800 at-bats with 416 hits, only 80 less, 121 home runs, so only 9 less, the same exact 230 average, uh, 295 runs, 279 RBIs, and 11 stolen bases. These guys are insanely comparable. I mean, Peterson is a year older. He has a year longer in the pros. But yeah, these guys have been given the same kind of opportunities, and I guess the Cubs just didn't want Schwarber anymore. I don't really understand where the difference is. But the way the money worked out, they got a pitcher too. Trevor Williams is a guy, you know, his floor is where he's at now. He's not going to get any worse. He's got good stuff. So being able to get a guy like that in that kind of move, you know, in the offseason, I kind of like what Jed Hoyer's doing right now. He's keeping the team exciting. You know, they may not be as competitive as we want them to be, but he's keeping them exciting. Next, we're moving on to the Marcus Semien deal. The Toronto Blue Jays have been making moves. You know, they picked up Springer, and now they picked up Marcus Semien? I don't know if I really understand this move. The Blue Jays have one of the best young infields in baseball. They got Biggio, they got Guerrero, they got Bichette. Where does Semyon really fit into this puzzle? Are they going to make him the shortstop and move Bichette to third? Because they're not moving Vigio off second, and Vladdy Jr. has voiced and lost a ton of weight so he could play third base still. This is a signing I really, really don't understand. I'm interested to see how it works, though, because Semyon's a great defender. Semyon's a good batter, you know? He started out really slow in his career, and he's formed into an all-star, almost a superstar in the last couple years. So the Blue Jays are definitely making moves, but I just really don't understand this one. Maybe he's potential trade bait for some prospects so they can get their farm system bolstered up. I don't really know what's going on here, but the Blue Jays, they're on the up and up. I'm excited to watch the Blue Jays play baseball next year. And, you know, I could see a world where the Blue Jays end up better than the Rays or the Yankees this next season. You know, they've got the pitching. they got Ryu. They've got Nate, Nate Pearson coming up. I could see a world where I'm not going to say they're going to be better than both, but I definitely could see the Blue Jays finishing second in that division. And another great shortstop news, Andrelton Simmons signed with the Twins. He signed a one-year deal. You know, I don't really understand that signing either. Their infield's already kind of loaded. But, you know, the Twins are trying to contend. They're trying to compete, and that's more than you can say for the Rockies right now. Trading away Nolan for $50 million, with $50 million. Like Elijah said, as a Colorado Rockies fan, and for me as a fan of baseball, it's kind of sad to see a guy who wanted to stay go. But, you know, this was what's best for Nolan's career. He's no longer going to be tied to the Coors Field effect, so good for him. You know, this was great to talk about baseball. I really enjoyed coming back, talking about football all week. You know, it was fun, but there's nothing like talking about baseball. There's been a lot of moves, and I'm excited for the hot stove to keep moving. A guy like Trevor Bauer is still on the market, and I really don't know where he's going. You know, Dodgers fans are tooting the horn of Bauer to the Dodgers, and I really don't want to see that. I don't want to see him go to the Padres either. I kind of want to see him go somewhere where he's going to be a guy that competes, maybe Toronto, but they're wasting money on guys like Semi and when they already have a shortstop. So I don't really know if that's an option. Bauer, you know, he said the thing about one-year deals starting every fourth day, and that's kind of idiotic. When you're a pitcher at his level, at his age, he's 27, 28. He does not need to be pitching every fourth day. He needs to stay fresh so he's ready for the playoffs. MLB announced today that there's going to be a 154-game season potentially. And that's kind of exciting, you know. It's not the full 162, and I'd like to see that. Because I don't want to hear this stuff from people talking about, oh, it was a short season, dude, it was eight games short. 
Just play the full season, Rob Manfred. I don't know why you always do this. You always negotiate just to the little parts where it doesn't matter. Like last year, you were negotiating 100 games. You're like, we weren't going to play more than 60. Well, then why even start negotiating that? But, I mean, MLB as an organization looks like it's moving in the right direction. They got Theo Epstein on their side, and now they got the kid Ken Griffey Jr. working with them as well. You know, I don't really know what that means. I don't know what his role is. They're not going to announce it because people are going to take it way too far. Uh, he's a, one of those guys. I don't want to see him become the commissioner because I don't want him getting that crap. I don't want that tarnish on his career. But putting the kid and Theo Epstein in positions of power, you know, that's pretty good. That's really good. An ex-player, a guy that really knows the game, a guy that was one of the guys who grew the game. You know, you think about baseball and you think about Ken Griffey Jr. with that backwards hat at the Home Run Derby. Should we change the logo to Ken Griffey Jr. with the backwards hat? You know, that would be kind of hype. I'm kind of down for that. So putting those two guys in those positions of power, once again, phenomenal. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, you know, one more disappointing thing about baseball, you know, I just talked about how they're on the up and coming, but the Hall of Fame, man. Barry Bonds is the greatest hitter to ever play the game of baseball, and to see him not in the Hall of Fame, it's kind of sad, you know? Guys like Sammy Sosa, guys like Mark McGuire, these guys, they belong in the Hall of Fame. They are guys that regrew the game. The game was failing around when they were in the league, and, you know, steroids or not, they belong in the Hall of Fame. They are some of the best players to ever play the game. Other interesting news, Eddie Rosario was signed by the Cleveland baseball team, I guess you can call them now. The Cleveland Spiders, I don't know. Whatever you want to call them, that's what they are now. Uh, you know, it was one of the more interesting cuts of the offseason because that guy has shown that he's a good player. You know, he's not had the lack of consistency like a guy like Schwarber that got cut that was surprising. Eddie Rosario's been a solid MLB player his whole career. So seeing him go, it was kind of weird. It just shows, like I said earlier, the market of baseball where COVID is taking the money thing. But once again, thank you all so much for listening. Like I said, please go check out the Showcase Sports Show if you care anything about football or you just want to hear my voice a little bit more. Be sure to check out our merch at showcasesportsmedia.com. But once again, thank you all so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you all have a great week. I can't wait to talk baseball with you all next week. And peace. Peace.